All right, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know. Hello, ladies. Hi, hi. How are you girls? Lovely. Wonderful. Amazing. Awesome. Thanks for asking. We're not. I just stuck it in there. All right. I just made it like you cared. That's all. We do care. Aww. We have a guest with us today. Sweet. I don't know how long he'll be here. Sure. Who is it? It's Brendan. It's my son, Brendan. He's sitting at the table with us anyway. Not my husband, Brendan. No, not your husband, Brendan. No, not no. one in the same. No, we should clarify for our listeners. <laughs> no, no, I think we leave it there. And they're like, why is her son named after her husband? I oh, think why are, why is her son my not son. at home with her sister? All right. So we have a guest with us today. My son, Brendan, is here Welcome. hanging out for a little bit. Welcome to tell me something I didn't need to know. He will learn a lot of things he didn't need to know. I'm Mary Swartz. I'm Hannah Green. I'm Lynn Samuels, the cool aunt. Yes, she carries a gun. <laughs> All right. How's things going, ladies? Good. Awesome. Lynn? Uh, lovely. Good. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right. Everybody, thank you for joining us. We appreciate your time. Appreciate you spending part of your day with us. Let's kick this off with a word of the week. A word of the week. All right, All right, I have a word. All right, hit us with your word. Cockalorum. Cockalorum. B-O-C-K-A-L-O-R-U-M. Is that family friendly? You hope. <laughs> I always hope with you. I always have hope with you. <laughs> it's about a 50-50 with me. I know. Well, no, I think it's a little bit skewed in a yeah different direction. <laughs> 70, um, you don't know what I think it is. Okay, sure we do. No, you don't. Cockalorum. Can you use that in a sentence for us, please? That look on her face is so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if she can use it. I don't know. Try not to look at us while you do this. All right, all right. It is never good when a cockalorum is in the White House. Tito? A snack food. It's a name for a snack food. Snack food. Going with an imbecile leprechaun. <laughs> they are troublemakers. I actually was thinking about leprechauns yesterday for some reason. Google. Yeah, leprechaun. Right. Leprechauns right. are kind of cute. All right. All right. What is it? Self-important, boastful little man. Oh, that is yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Okay. All right, you ready? Yep. Since I put, since I put it up in the cupboard where I can't reach it, I've been sober. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I went with golf. I was going with a golf since I put, since I put that ball in the hole, I won. <laughs> you win because she said Jesus to yours. She was just rather speechless with mine. Actually, I kind of loved it. Oh, and then I, I was thinking Mary's better too. No. Mary gave me the accent idea. Mine was just going to be since I put, since I put. Thank you, Jeff Fox, really. <laughs> okay, that, what is it? Oh, I thought it was an Australian accent. I'm sorry. I didn't get a hit on the head yet. 
No, no, but I could hit you in your sense of put. My Ooh. mouth? No. My nose? No. Sense of put. I yeah, think it's your, is it on your arm? No. Oh, your buttocks? But, but there is a thing about if a man has a large sense of put, he may also have a large. Foot. It's your hands. Your foot. It is not your hand. It's your foot. It is also not your foot. It's your weenus. <laughs> no, your weenus is on your arm, Lynn. I already said it's not part of your arm. Oh, I thought, you know, kind of like Mary in the whole, it's not you a like sex doll. Yeah. Lynn, Lynn, yeah Lynn, look like at it. me. Vienna, we'd like a clue. Is it your forehead? It is your forehead. I've never heard that. If you have a large forehead, you have a large forehead. Yeah. Maybe. I recently heard the whole forehead thought and I thought... How so does that mean that a man who's going bald, his penis gets bigger as he loses his hair? People would oh, be shaving. They would be shaving their hands bald. Your forehead has to stop somewhere. Because even if I'm bald, my forehead isn't back here. Like Bruce Willis, you can't say the back of his head is like his forehead. His forehead? <laughs> yeah, it's still got to stop at a, you know, place. I'm not quite what sure where you mentioned What do you say the forehead stops? I don't know. That's an interesting question. That's something I need to know. We okay. will find that out. Okay. All right. All right. Ready? Yes. Ready. You have a tidbit for it? Oh, you've got a word of the week yet. Noyad. Could you spell that, please? N-O-Y-A-D-E. Noyad. This is really, really, really annoying commercials. No. About the ones noise. That make you want to throw things at the TV? No. Like for pizza. <gasps> for pizza. That's right. Domino's. Domino's. No. It is, well, a dryad is a, uh, like a spirit in the forest. So a noyad is a spirit of the sea. No, I know what that one is. That's not the sea. It can't be the sea, the desert. Dryad. It's a, it's a spirit of the desert. Okay. Sounds good to me. Okay. It is not. It is an execution that is carried out by drowning. Oh, again, the ocean. See, the ocean, she was. Oh, all right. She was on the same planet. <laughs> all right. Any Doing tidbits that. for us, Lynn? I do not really have a tidbit for you. I was, you know, tidbitless. Right. Okay. Uh, December 30, 13th of 2021, more than 40 runners donned Santa hats and swimsuits to participate in the Budapest annual Santa Claus jogging event. The annual event, also known as the Naked Santa Run, or the Santa Speedo Run, was canceled due to the pandemic in 2020, but it returned to the Hungarian capital Sunday, uh, December 13th, with more than 40 participants. So the runners gathered outside the Go Active Fitness Center, and they began their swimsuit-clad run at 2 p.m. The run covered a distance of 2.2 miles, and it ended up back at a gym. Participants were given a 50% discount at the local spa to warm up from the frigid run. I have seen what these Santas were wearing. I didn't see any pockets, so I didn't see any place for them to stick cash or credit cards. So I think the spa should have been a freebie for the day for them. So this was the 18th annual Santa Claus jogging event, and it raised money for the charity group Better Childhood. All right. Yeah. Well, back at the end of December, because, you know, 2021 didn't suck enough. Let's all just be glad that we don't live in Texarkana. Now, for those of is you who are Texas, 
It is in Texas, and it is right along the Texas so on the border. It is. It is exactly the it border is. of Texas. I'm just exactly. saying. I'm always glad I don't live in Texas. So the end of the last few days there of of December, um, a storm came through, and it actually hit Texarkana and moved across the border into Arkansas. And well, the storm dropped more than just water on these fish, corn, fish, fish. fish. Lots of them. Lots of them. Now, here's the thing. Were they alive? No, by this point, they're dead. They're kind of ugly. They are kind of ugly looking. It doesn't say, the report I have doesn't tell me what kind of fish it is. And perhaps it dropped more than one kind of fish. I don't know. Now. Can you imagine that falling on your head? The fish were left in yards and business parking lots. Can you imagine coming out in your parking lot of your business has just got fish all over in it? You have to pay somebody to come remove them. Ew. Barbecue. Maybe. The Texas side of the city is 36,000 people. And the Arkansas side of the city is 29,000 people. Because Texarkana spans both sides of the state line. Now, animal rain is not unheard of. And it occurs when small animals like fish, frogs, and even crabs. Where the hell are we when the crabs happen? When they caught up, you want crabs? Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> Listen, if it wants to rain crabs in my yard that I can cook and eat, hell yes, I want crabs that to is. fall from the sky. That's not how you worded it, though. Not how it sounded. <laughs> so anyway, so this happens when these small animals get caught in updrafts or tornado-type uh, water spouts, which we see on Lake Michigan occasionally. And then they get sucked up into the clouds and then they fall from the clouds with rain. Okay. Uh-huh. Now here's the head scratcher part about this one. There's a couple head scratcher parts, but go ahead. There were no reports of nearby water spouts and no radar signatures of any tornado activity that or updrafts that should have caused these animals, this fish to get sucked up and dropped on the cities. It is kind of weird. They have absolutely no explanation as to where these fish came from and why. That is really weird. Yeah. I, I have no explanation. I'm not a weather girl. Perhaps it was the sign of the impending death of Betty White. You know, it was like the, the plagues that, you know, locust, fish, Betty White dies. I don't know. It's rain and fish. Rain and fish. Rain and fish. Which are a lot less damaging than raining men. But not quite I've as far. I've rain men in my backyard. I don't, think, like I don't think I want it to rain men. They would do a lot of damage on them when they land. And would they survive it or would they just all be dead like the fish? And then if you didn't notice it right away, would they start to rot? Yeah. All right. Good questions. We just start to multiply. All right. Speaking of raising money for a good cause. In Maine, a Maine resort set a total of 232 people down Santa Claus costumes and took to the slopes on ski boards and snowboards. Ski boards? On skis and snowboards. (laughs) Ski boards. I think ski boards were originally called, what was it called? Skis? No, it actually, it was called snowboard, snowboarding? No, it was called, what was it called? It actually was invented here. I don't know. It was invented uh, here. Anyway, oh, that's snowboarding. That's people snowboarding. took to the slopes on skis and snowboards to raise money for a local nonprofit. The Sunday River Resort in Newry, Maine, said the 21st annual Santa Sunday event featured 232 Santas, wearing red hats, red coats, white beards, ringing sleigh bells, and taking on the slopes of the resort's Broadway Trail. 
The event raised more than $5,000 for the River Fund Maine, which is a nonprofit that aims to create a bright economic future for the community by investing in the education of area's youth and by harnessing the recreational assets of the region. The skiing Santas each made a $20 donation to participate in the event, and the resort provided day-long lift tickets for all participants, as well as extra tickets for return visits. And that's what I'm talking about. That's the way to do it. For the record, I'm going to do a story on this at some point in the future. But snowboarding originated right here in Muskegon, Michigan. It was originally called snurfing. All right. You want to tell people what we're drinking? Oh, oh. Let me just tell you what we are drinking. Because it's pretty darn amazing. And I'm very excited about this one. We love it. So on our trip back in October... Mary and I had the pleasure of visiting Kalari Vineyards and Winery. We had an amazing experience there. Hershey, Pennsylvania, thank you very much. And we walked out with a lot of wine. A lot of wine. A lot more than usual wine. Um, And I will say it's not very often that you and I go to a winery and we have a hard time deciding what to buy because it's all good. Yeah, it was amazing. amazing. I, I think we've only experienced it a few times that we've really had Kalari's that experience. is an amazing winery. It was. The owner was amazing. His staff was amazing. The wine was out of this world. So today we are drinking Tutti Fruity, which is um, comes from Kalari. And it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty amazing. Um, not really sure exactly how to describe this other than delicious and memorable. <laughs> Oh, my God. The whole trip was memorable to there. And I love that their bottles all say it's not simply a drink. It's an emotion. Um, yes. And that is that is actually our server there was so amazing <laughs> that she actually put something in my head that I actually used on Hana later. And it was good. And what she did was she said she had a customer that said she had this really nice bottle of wine and she didn't want to drink it. She was holding it for a special occasion. And the server said, the wine is the special occasion. Make the wine the special occasion. So Hannah found this dress and she said, I don't know what I'm going to wear it. And I said, do you like it? And she said, yes. And I said, make the dress a special occasion. And it is an absolutely amazing dress. And I have not yet worn it because the weather has not cooperated. But I will be wearing that beautiful dress at some point in the near future. Yeah. So don't hold on to that special stuff and wait, wait, wait. Just use it. Make, make, make your occasion. Make yeah. your special event. I think every day you wake up is a special occasion. I would it agree can with be, that. Yes. yes, it very much can be. All right, ladies, are we ready for a story? Oh, yes, we're ready for a story. Brendan, are you ready for a story? Sure. All right. So 40-some years ago, back in the 1980s, two college roommates at the University of Georgia used to spend a lot of their free time together during breaks traveling down to the Florida Keys, where they would often go diving. They loved the reefs, and they loved the marine life they found there. Sadly, though, over time, they noticed that they were seeing serious deterioration and destruction of this underwater landscape that was so dear to them. Because let's be honest, humans are kind of assholes. They are. People are assholes. And not just because of what they're physically doing to the reefs intentionally, but by all the crap we dump in the oceans and yeah, we don't realize the, the repercussions of putting stuff in the ocean that doesn't belong there. Right. So after graduation, the friends began to really discuss what they felt like they could do to change 
the loss and to restore and protect this precious reef that they love so much. Now, after some experimentation, a substance was created that simulated coral. The substance would go on to be used to directly rehabilitate and rebuild the reefs, adding new habitats for marine life. And this is how the reef vault family of companies came to exist. Now, reef ball is a whole, like the reef ball is a product itself, but reef ball is a whole family of companies that do different aspects of reef building. Now the company faced a whole slew of challenges in their quest to help the reefs. One of the challenges was the stability of the forms they were going to use. And another of the major challenges was how to attract marine life to use those farms as their home environment. Because they don't just decide to make any old object their home. The material needed to be able to absorb and also dissipate the energy in the marine environment without moving around with the currents and the tides. And it also needed to be able to withstand the damage and the energy that major storms bring to the oceans. The innovative reef ball is the answer to every single challenge they faced. Reef balls are the only designed material for rebuilding reefs that replicates the natural substance that's found in reef development. Now this man-made concrete-like material is eco-friendly. It is also marine friendly, it is made of all natural materials, and it is textured to attract and encourage marine organisms to make it their home. The molds that they use to make the reef balls closely mimic reef formation, which makes it easy for marine organisms to attach to them, which is, of course, super important. The special formula that they use to make this material is also nearly pH neutral which is really, really super important because you don't want to affect the environment. Right. Now the first reef ball was actually completed in 1992 and it was placed near Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Now, today, there are reef balls in more than 5,000 projects in more than 70 countries with more than 750,000 reef balls in place on the ocean floor. Holy shit. Reef balls are considered the international gold standard for fishery programs, coral restoration, habitat development and restoration, oyster bed development, shoreline and beach erosion control, and mangrove restoration. This all started because they loved the reefs that they saw when they dove and they wanted to do something to save them. That's awesome. The Reef Ball Company is known as the foremost experienced reef builders in the world and have won a multitude of international awards for their work around the world. Now, reef balls come in a few different sizes. They are round, hollow, vented forms. 80% of their weight is in the bottom one quarter of the structure, which helps keep them in place on the ocean floor. They're extremely stable. And while it isn't impossible for Mother Nature to move them around, it's extremely unlikely. Growth is typically seen on the farms within a few short weeks of placement. Very cool. Since 1915, there have been 65 known American submarines that have been lost at sea. I'm sure you're kind of thinking, the hell does this have to do with reefs? Right. On Veterans Day, November 8th, 2019, the Reef Company 
held an underwater ribbon cutting ceremony for the Eternal Patrol Memorial Reef. It is located off the coast of Sarasota, Florida. 65 reef balls were placed, each ball weighing approximately 3,800 pounds. So when you are imagining a reef ball, they're massive. They're not a small thing. But what do they look like though? Because I just, I picture- I know, like and I will, I will actually show you a, cool, a picture. They're very cool. So this is what a reef ball looks like. Oh, okay. So, okay, so they're cement and they aren't like in a ball shape like I was imagining. I'm thinking no. they remind me of a hive, like a beehive, a giant beehive kind with of. holes cut in it. You can see a bunch beehive. of holes. Kind of, yes. But, and they are, they're not made out of concrete. They're made out of a concrete like substance, but it is all natural. Yeah, but that's kind of how it looks because I was picturing like, I guess I was picturing a metal ball when you were describing it, right? Yeah, like yeah. a beach ball, but this is more like the shape of a hive. So with a bunch yes. of holes, which I hadn't thought about it because then that's for the fish to swim in and out of. And it's also where the organisms start to, you know, attach and grow. Yeah, and but the holes are so the fish can go into those. It'd be right? safe inside too. I mean, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like a protecting area. Now, now each how big ball, are they? I couldn't tell from the picture. Like, what's the 3,800 pounds? That's the weight of it. How big, like, uh, how across, like the circumference or the diameter? Hang on. This has a person next to it. Okay, so that they're about as tall as a person. So maybe five foot tall and five foot across, maybe? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're pretty decent size. Yeah, good cool. size. So those 65 reef balls that were placed. Each ball has a plaque with the name of a lost vote, the last known location of the vote, and the loss of life. Wow, that's pretty awesome. The balls and the plaques memorialize at least 4,000 lost lives. There's also a ball and a plaque for the U.S. Submarine Veterans Incorporated and a ball and a plaque for all of the other subservice lost in non-sinking incidents. So there is a total of 67 reef balls that were placed to form the Eternal Patrol Memorial Reef. All of the balls are arranged in rows and columns facing west in the protocol set by Arlington National Cemetery. Now in 1998, one of the two college men whose love of the reef started this amazing achievement was having a conversation with his father-in-law. The father-in-law talked about a desire to have his cremains, which was his cremated ashes, put into a reef when he passed away. He loved the idea of being surrounded by all of the activity of the beautiful marine life. But not long after that conversation, the father-in-law actually passed away. The son-in-law found a way and added his father-in-law's remains to a reef ball. And on May 1st, 1998, that reef ball was included in a placement for a project. And his father-in-law became the very first eternal reef. That is so... Cool. The father-in-law's reef ball is now teeming with life exactly how he wanted it to be. That is so amazing. Today, anyone can choose to have their ashes added to a reef and can help to provide a beautiful new habitat for fish and other sea life, helping to encourage a vibrant and healthy ecosystem and leaving behind a living legacy. Eternal Reefs, as a part of the reef ball family of companies, works closely with a multitude of local, state, and federal agencies to make this possible. An eternal reef placement has become a very popular final resting choice with military veterans, environmentalists, fishermen, sailors, davers, davers, 
divers, and people who simply find comfort in the beauty of sea life. It basically combines a cremation urn, ash scattering, and burial at sea in a beautiful tribute that creates a meaningful and permanent environmental legacy. The ashes are mixed into the natural reef ball substance, making a pearl. So at this point, probably about what you're imagining, Lynn, it is, it's mixed into a, a ball, okay? okay? As much of, or as little of the loved one's ashes can be used as the family wishes. A family's, a family pet's ashes can be included in the process. So, you know, your mom passed away and her beloved dog passed away two years earlier and you have all of the ashes, you can take them all and have this done together. The family is encouraged to engage in the process of mixing the ashes into the pearl. This takes place near the location of the project that the deceased or their family has chosen as their final resting place. The sites offered have been designated for recreational reef building and will be open to the public. So they, you can go and you can dive, you can fish there, you can swim there, however you would like to visit. The pearl is then placed inside the reef ball and is covered with another layer of that special material. The family is encouraged to leave handprints, messages, and personal mementos that are eco-friendly in the top layer. Colored glass beads, seashells, and other small charms are provided by the company to include if the family wishes in that top layer. This is meant to be a positive experience designed to help in the grieving process, and many families say that they find it to be healing. I can imagine it would be, honestly. After the pearl has been sealed into the reef ball, the family has the next day to go explore the local area where the eternal reef, while the internal reef employees prepare the reef ball for its placement in its final resting place. And then on the third day, there's a visitation service. Each reef ball has a bronze plate attached to it with the loved one's information on it. Materials are provided for family members to make rubbings of the plate if they wish. Sidewalk chalk is provided so that personal tributes can be written on the outside of the reef ball before it is placed. Um, multiple eternal reef balls are placed at the same time. And so the visitation day is actually open to all of the families that will be involved and the public. <laughs> this is also when any military members who have had honors requested for them will be given their full military burial honors, complete with an individual flag ceremony for each individual reef ball that has a military honor and taps for each of them as well. All done one at a time. On the following day, family and friends can board a family boat where they will be transported out to the ocean to the location of the placement. The families are given miniature reef balls and flowers for the dedication. They're meant to be tribute reefs. After placement of each individual reef ball at the site, the site is dedicated to the deceased and the families are encouraged to release their tribute reefs into the, into the ocean. If family is unable to attend or is not comfortable performing any of the ceremony, whether it is doing the ash mixing or the tributes or going out to the ocean, that is absolutely okay. Internal reef employees are able to complete all aspects of the process with respect for the deceased. Each family is given two certificates with the exact GPS coordinates of their loved one's final resting place. Now, as of 2000, there are more than two, or sorry, as of 2020, there are more than 2000 eternal reefs in 25 locations off the US coast. Florida, Maryland, New Jersey, North Carolina, South Carolina, Texas, and Virginia. 
and there are other placements ongoing. If you go onto the website, you can actually see what, what placements are going on. All sites are approved by the US EPA. So this is totally a legal thing. Now the current prices range from $3,000 to $8,000, really not very much. And they include everything with the exception of the cost of the family boat to go out to the ocean because that's done by a separate company. So each person that goes on the boat has to pay for their, basically right. their ticket to ride the boat. Right. Um, you can lock in current rates and make payments. They, they work with you. And all of the payments to the company for this may be tax deductible because the company is a 501c3 as a marine restoration company. If you are interested in more information on this company, the literally world changing work that they are doing or in an eternal reef placement, you can actually find all of the information at www.eternalreefs.com. I just thought that was a really, really awesome and amazing. It is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they're not out, they're not out to make money doing that. You know what I mean? Like, if you look at the cost of what it costs to have an eternal reef done, it's really pretty affordable. If you can, if you figure what an average funeral costs. This is really cool. Yeah. It's such a cool idea too. Yeah. It is. And if you look at the pictures of them, because as you were talking, I Googled and I saw a bunch of pictures of different eternal reefs and it's just, it is, it's really cool and individualized. And I was thinking, you know, like, I've walked in parks and stuff and seen trees or benches with plaques on it yeah. in memory of people. And you do the same thing, you're scuba diving and you come across those and you read the plaques and people see the memory you have of your uh, loved one. So. Yeah, so, and here's the thing, as long as, so each project only has so much space, but say that Larry passed away and you had this done. And six months later, you found out that you had terminal whatever, and you knew you were gonna pass away. If that project is still open and has space, you can actually buy your spot and you can have yourself put in the same reef with him. Sweet, they'll never get away. <laughs> never, not even in death will we part. I just thought that was a really, really kind of awesome thing for people who are really into, you know, into the ocean cool. and the reefs and you know and we're super into you know taking care of our earth and but even without and but even here's the thing this company is going to continue to do this work even if nobody ever does an eternal reef again right but they're they're saving and creating new reefs with this they are and the eternal reef part just was something that came out of a loved one's request it wasn't the initial idea like no, i said and if cool you look idea. at the cost they're really not out to make money off of that part of it so i think that's pretty amazing it is that was super cool yeah super cool so there you go ladies that's my and gentleman that is my story for the day Sweet. i like it i, I did like too it. it was deep <laughs> a little wet so thank you to everybody who stopped by, spent a little bit of time with us, listened to our stuff. Yeah. Maybe giggled with us, laughed with us. We hope you enjoyed everything you heard today. You can find us at Facebook at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. 
and you can email us at tmsidntk at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter, same initials. We do run all of our own social media, so feel free to message us on any of there, and we will get back to you. Yep. If you have suggestions, ideas, comments, if you have experience with the Eternal Reef Company, we'd love to hear about it if you feel like sharing. I just, I'm just so impressed with the work that they've done. It sounds like an amazing, amazing company. Yeah, definitely something that was built out of love, which is great. If you have enjoyed your short stop with us, please feel free to leave us a rating and a review. It takes 60 seconds. It helps us. It helps us know how we're doing. Um, it also helps people find us. Helps, sure help us. Helps get us out there, which honestly, you sharing us with people around you or even strangers looking for podcast recommendations is the easiest and best way you could ever support us. Feel free to share the podcast. Feel share. Feel bleh. Feel free to share any posts that we put up. We put up some amusing posts quite frequently. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to lock people in the back seat of your car and force them to listen. Hell yeah. Put those child locks on. Come on. Mm. Uh, if you want to cross advertise, you have your own podcast, hit us up. We'd love to cross advertise with you. We will throw your trailer on the end of our show. Absolutely. You can find us everywhere. We're on pretty much every streaming platform that we are aware of. If you know of one that we are not on, please reach out and let us know. We will work to get ourselves added. Do you have any final thoughts for us, Lynn? I do. Of course you do. (laughs) To find the pearls in life's ocean, you have to venture out far past the shore. That was very nice. Love you guys. Have a great week. (laughs) Bye. 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 A hundred ships a day Lonely sailors Pass the time away And talk about their homes And there's a girl In this harbor town And she works Laying whiskey down They say brandy Fetch another round She serves them whiskey and wine The sailors say brandy You're a fine girl
Say, she hears them say, Brandy, you're a fine girl. 